This is the off-season across the Resonate Network on a Sunday morning. Uh, Watsy's t- decided to celebrate uh, not only his birthday, but the birth of his new daughter by driving five hours there and back to Cloncurry for the races. So I'm here. <laughs> I've got Parker in the studio. Yeah, great to be here, Nick. And, of course, we've got Jamie Soward on the line. Good morning, Jamie. How are you going? Yeah, good morning, boys. He's not bad, is he? The normal host. He just uh, decided to take the Sunday off, not to spend it with his daughter or his wife, but to actually go to races. Yeah. It, it, it's what, a, a, what, a, what a catch. Yeah, what a man. He's, uh, he's a great delegator too, is, is our Wattsy. So, Nick, um, some big scores. Oh, mate, yeah, let's go through them. So, starting on Thursday night, the Eels kept the, the uh, Storm scoreless, 14-zip there. The Panthers beating the Sharks, 38-12. Closest game of the round so far, Broncos and Dragons. Unfortunately, Dragons getting away with it, 28-24. Titans and Raiders, Raiders 36-16. The Roosters beating the uh, Tigers, 38-16. Beginning to think the fix was in. And uh, the Rabbitohs absolutely shellacking the uh, Sea Eagles last night, 56-16. So, Jamie, let's just look at that Rabbitohs game last night. The Rabbitohs are one of those teams that I think they've been a bit hot and cold. Is this a statement game from them? Could have started anywhere else. Yeah, it's not a statement game for me. I think it's a it's a sign of what could have been if if they get had some consistency throughout the year. Because you think about the times we've watched South Sydney and we've spoken about it on the weekend is they they beaten themselves with errors. So you know, last night they held the ball and they beat a team that they're better than. But you know, it doesn't excuse the fact that Cronulla and South Sydney sit seventh and eighth on the NRL ladder, and they haven't beaten the team that are above them in the top eight. So, um, yeah, for me, I don't know if it's a statement game. I think South Sydney fans feel like that's a that's a here we come sort of notice. But yeah, I need to see it the next two weeks against Parramatta and Melbourne before I start taking them seriously. And Jay, one of the things that was on display was a pretty a pretty fair goal kicking effort from Adam Reynolds, mate. Nine from nine. I mean, you're a great goal kicker yourself. Just tell us how much work actually goes into goal kicking. I mean, I know there's a lot of extras after training. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, I think Daryl Halligan, who was one of my coaches throughout my career, summed it up. You know, you're pretty much doing you know, thousands of kicks for maybe only 200 a year. Like, it's, you know, the, the way that you sort of got to get yourself into that frame of mind after training, you practice two times a week. And then especially when you're younger as well, you're trying to get that technique down. So what we saw last night from Adam Reynolds was, you know, it was just the way the game went. You have those nights where you just cannot miss and uh, you, you struck the ball nicely. And they talk about basketball when you see those players that get on fire and the, the hoops the size of an ocean. Is it like that as a goal kicker? Like sometimes you just you just can't miss. You close your eyes and just boot it through? Yeah, usually I found it was the reflection of uh, how the team went. So if we'd sort of had a big win... You know, I knew I could sort of enjoy my goal kicking a little bit more when it's a, a tight game. You sort of, you know, probably taking it, not, not a little bit more seriously, but you find yourself tighten up a little bit, if that makes sense. You know, if you're out on the golf course and you've hit your first couple of shots all right, you seem to be able to, to relax. So <laughs> Never um, happened to yeah, me. <laughs> not to me, but I'm just saying, you know, you feel like, I can only imagine the golfers <laughs> yeah. feel like that. So Yeah, 100%. Hey, um, Jamie, on the line, I know on Twitter, there was a, um, someone put the question up, if the, if your life was on the line and you needed someone to kick a goal, and um, I know you nominated yourself. If it wasn't yourself um, to choose, who would you choose to take a goal with your life in the balance? Well, I only did that because it's my life. So if I miss, I can't blame anyone else. <laughs> That's a but, great um, point. I'll blame everyone I'd... but me, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, look, that, that question's 
yeah, Cameron Smith is obviously a very good goal kicker. Reynolds has been fantastic throughout his career. Um, I would have to probably say Reynolds after last night, but I've seen Cameron Smith in so many big occasions just step up and nail that kick. So that would be either one of those two. Now, mate, this afternoon, uh, two oh, it could be great games, could be absolute rotters. Mate, what are you thinking out of this afternoon? What should people looking out for? Um, I don't know what I'm doing this afternoon after looking at who's playing. No, I'm joking. Um, I think... Uh, playing golf. <laughs> look, the, uh, the storylines this afternoon are, can the Bulldogs get off the bottom of the ladder against the Warriors? So Bulldogs fans will be keen for that, knowing that this is probably their biggest chance because if they get to six, they may not win another game, but I don't think Brisbane will after what we saw the other night. Uh, but the other part of that is, you know, can they turn in an effort where it's for 80 minutes and not start slow against a team that they probably fancy themselves against. Uh, the other storyline is obviously another Queensland team. Can can we make it three or four weeks in a row where all the Queensland teams have lost? Um, that's that's another storyline for North Queensland. But Newcastle Knights, they're in this like time zone at the moment where... Yeah, the bottom half of the eight think that that making the eight this year is an achievement, but they haven't been able to be consistent enough to actually threaten any of the top teams. So uh, I'm expecting Newcastle to come out and and actually look like they want to play at home this afternoon because the last couple of weeks, when they've played at home or the last couple of home games, they've just looked disinterested and started like that. So uh, I'm expecting to see both those teams, the Dogs and the Knights, win this afternoon. Jamie, you mentioned the Broncos, and I hate to even bring it up. In another incident, it's the bold and beautiful of the Broncos <laughs> season. We've got Pangai Jr., who's now come out in the media and, and basically done a bit of a public apology to the club, to the fans. Mm. Um, didn't really back his coach, kind of didn't jump in, in there. Mate, what, what's going to happen? Like, is it, is, Do you think his contract time at the Broncos is done? Is, is that the best thing for both parties going forward? Oh, man, it was... I mean, I've only seen snippets of it, but it was weird. Yeah, it was really, good. really weird. Um, yeah, usually, and this is what we've been saying all year, uh, Parko, is that you, you feel like there's a disconnection between the board. Like, who, who's in charge there? Yeah, yeah, who's in charge? Like, when when Wayne was at the Dragons, just hold on, I'm just going to put my Dorothy costume back on and uh, <laughs> just keep Indiana happy. Here we go. And a weekly day to you too. Um, yeah, so like, I just don't know who's in charge. Like when Wayne was at the at the Dragons, he was in charge of the footy, and Dowster was in charge of everything else. So yeah. yeah, if you if you were out of line, the players pulled you back in the line, which is what they like, and we know that with Tony Stagg's comments. But you also look at who's allowing to be the Penguin Junior. The thought of okay, I'm going to do it my own press conference. Yeah. Like, this, this needs to happen to the board. This needs to... The fans, I, I, you know what? For the first time in a long time, I don't think the Broncos fans care what's being said. They want to see some results on the field. And that's how you judge. Winning and losing in life is judged by your actions. And for me, that was a weird time for Tavita Pangaloo Jr. It was almost like an open interview to the other 15 clubs. But there was no real confidence in his voice about that he'd actually understood that he'd done something wrong. Like, when you say, you know, you're breaking the bubble, you're not just breaking it for yourself anymore. You're breaking it for everyone else in the game, the billions of dollars, plus all the people that rely on it, yeah, all the, all the sponsors, everything. Like, that was just... And for him to be so nonchalant about it, I, I was actually really 
surprised that he came out and thought that that interview was okay. So, uh, but like you know, the the Fox League team said, he went out and, and shopped it to every media outlet. So I don't know why he would do that all of a sudden. Now, mate, you've been very generous with your time as always. Before you go, though, I know tomorrow you'll be taking off the Dorothy costume and putting on the Celtics green. You must be pretty confident in Boston, three nil up. Yeah, uh, yep. I um, we watched we've watched two games. It's it's been a pretty good series at the moment for for Boston fans. I think Philly are actually out on their feet with injury and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, loving the NBA in the bubble. I think that uh, yeah, LA and, and both the LA teams are still favourites, but uh, Toronto is going to be a second uh, tough second round for for the Celtics. No, it'll be interesting. Jamie Seward, absolute pleasure to talk to you as always, mate, and get back to the Wiggles. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Jamie Sowd on the off season. Thanks very much, Jamie.